listener production. Coffee for one, through your headphones whenever you feel like it. Even in the afternoon or after dinner. Say it again, it keeps me awake. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Hello, welcome. Hope your heart rate has settled down from the penalty shootout on Saturday night. The Matildas getting over the line against France in one of the more miraculous versions of penalties that I've ever seen. Matt, you're a goalkeeper. How did you see it? I absolutely loved it. And to see Mackenzie Arnold stepping up to the plate to take the winning shot, I was like, this is goalkeeper dreams come true. Because she saved one and that gave her the chance to win it off oh, her own boots. I couldn't boot. believe it. The ball hit the post. Oh, no. Flew out. We were back on the back foot. And then suddenly we got another opportunity when Mackenzie saved a penalty. Then the video ref said, sorry, you stepped too far. She's going to have to take the penalty again. It's like, oh, God, what could have been? Steps up. She saves it again. Yeah, man. Tingles. I'm still buzzing from it. It's one of those things. It'll be one of those things where we'll all remember where we were when we were watching it. Had such a great night with some friends. And did you know that it is the longest penalty shootout in World Cup history. Oh, it went forever. And people were at the... It was cool watching them at other sporting events, like the MCG, putting it up on the big screens at quarter time so everyone could see it happening. Same at Optus Stadium in Perth. That was going on as well. But uh, congratulations to them. Daring to dream. Getting down to the final four, the semifinals. So Wednesday night against the English Lionesses. Who, um, man, if we get over oh, it's there... It's going to be a hell of a game with a hell of a lot of history behind it. Cannot yeah. wait. Fingers crossed everything for the Matildas. Jeez. What a good game. Should we get into a big show today? Oh, yeah. Let's take it from the spot. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, welcome to a Monday. And I figured we'd dive into this beautiful start to the week by looking at a story that I saw a lot of headlines for. And I know this is usually Clickfish Day. We'll do a little bit of that later on. But this seemed like a big one. This seemed like something that was bigger than no, what's no, the no, peanut no, no. butter in no. your cupboard that's killing you. You know, no. this is a biggie. It seemed like a Lil one. <laughs> you are <laughs> referencing Lil Tay. Now, am I? I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> because I genuinely don't want to talk about this. Well, okay. Here's the thing, Daiso. Just because something isn't important to you doesn't mean it's not important to the world. This is the headlines all over the country, and in fact, the globe. And here's what I know about it so far, is that an influencer called Lil Tay had apparently died. Okay, but then reports came out that she wasn't dead and that it was all fake. So, Bron, I need to know, what's going on? What is going on? I don't don't know. So they posted on her Instagram, it's verified account where it was like a message being like, it's a heavy, with a heavy heart. Wait, 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 sorry, 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 sorry. I should start, I should start at the beginning. Who is little Tay? She went viral in 2018 when she was nine years old because she was like just swearing a lot and flaunting money that wasn't (laughs) hers and apparently was her mum's employer's like cash and house and stuff. So we've got a nine-year-old... Who's viral for being like a brat? <laughs> for flaunting cash money that, around. That grown adults have <laughs> presumably given her and then told her to do stuff with and then filmed her. And then they've put that up on the internet of this nine year old. 
Allegedly, yes. Now, can I clarify, <laughs> is Lil Tay, so Lil Tay's got 4 million followers, by the way, American-born, Canadian, um, internet, personality. Um, okay, so since the, you know, nine-year-old flashing money going viral thing, what what has happened in Lil Tay's life since then? Do we know? I think she's just gone off the grid a bit. And then this came out and people like shocked by it. This is all weird. It's all a bit sus. And then somebody who knows, like her former manager is saying, I don't believe anything they say about the hacking because they are saying someone hacked into her account and posted this. Has, it, has there ever been a hacking that anyone believes? Has anyone ever been hacked? <laughs> well, no. I just... I would never believe, and I do want to touch wood because God knows I'll need to use this as an excuse one day, Mm -hmm. but every time someone gets caught doing something, they're like, oh, I got hacked. Mm. I just, I don't know. Do hackers do this sort of stuff? Politician liking pornography Mm. at 2am on Twitter. Someone (laughs) hacked my account and- Yeah, someone someone accidentally posting, you know, horrifically bigoted remarks- under their own name when they're supposed to have changed their profile to their, you know, (laughs) fake profile. Oh, I've been hacked again. And now someone is apparently, you know, saying that they've died. And then that's, that's what a hacker has done. You know what you're doing, right? You know what you're doing right now? What? Whoever these chump parents are of Lil Tay, who's what? 13 now? 14? 14. 14, Still a child. Are sad that Lil Tay's no longer in the headlines. They co- they go on their account. They post "R.I.P. Our daughter." No. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, that she's back in the headlines!" And then you're like, "No, nah, it's okay. She's alive, and she's got a new single out." Or and she's. No. I bet oh, you. No. Remember the remember the kid whose parents are like, "Oh my god, everyone, he's gone off." In this balloon, this silver balloon is flying <laughs> over the desert and it's got our little boy in it. And everyone's like, oh, my God, we've got to get this boy down from this point. It comes down. There's no one in it. It turns out they were doing it for attention. Remember that? You remember that, Bron? Yeah, Balloon Boy. That was 2009, yes. Balloon Boy. Yeah, Balloon Boy. <laughs> yeah? And now what? We're all going to fall for it again? We're giving was... these people what they want. Uh, well, that's why I don't want to talk about this. Because <laughs> now I am suffering the indignity of knowing who Lil Tay is. No one deserves that. Well, look. Why doesn't she just go about her day, take her dollar bills and go down the, whatever they want us to think that she does. Oh, my God. Oh, well. Just go to school and live a normal life, Lil Tay. Become Big Tay one day. That's what you want. It's time for Lil Tay to grow up. Is that what you're saying? Lil Tay. They've made her become Big Tay too fast. She should just be Lil for as long as possible. Because, yes, one day I hope that she grows up into Big Tay. Can, can regale us with the stories of how messed up things were. From now, she's going to turn about 30 and she's going to have to go to big therapist and tell everyone of what her childhood was like. Yeah, my parents said I died. Allegedly. Wait, okay. We, okay. There Allegedly. is no proof that the parents said anything, okay? But that's the thing. I know nothing about it. That's why I'm saying 
ridiculous things to say this has the things like this have happened before. Okay, fine, fine. Well, let's talk about something that let's talk about the truth. Someone that did actually pass. <laughs> yeah, and great. Let's let's bring this bad boy back on the road by talking about real death. Well, you want to talk about real sadness, okay? Have you seen Dead Mouse? I did see Dead Mouse's post. Yes. Yes. I did. All right, and that's not a that's not a hoax. This is real. This is real. All right. Shout out to Dead Mouse. He he said um he I, I saw Dead Mouse last year. I went at the club in Vegas. Oh I went my to gosh. watch Dead Mouse's set there. Look, okay, so this is the real news, and that is that Dead Mouse's cat Meowingtons is looking like um. Well, look, I'll share what he, what he posted on Monday. Uh, Dead Mouse shared, yeah, Meowingtons is just an effing cat, but I'll I'll just say to me. Um, he's one of my best friends. Okay. He says, I don't, I don't say that casually 16 years. He was my peace and quiet from the beginning of this crazy roller coaster career. All right. No matter how bad things were, I'm paraphrasing. He was the first person I got to see when I got home. Um, but now he's saying that due to some cat medical bullshit, that is a direct quote tomorrow, I have to help him cross the rainbow bridge. My heart is broken. Oh. Personal issue, normally keep things to myself, kind of want to work through it, but Professor Meowington's PhD is special to all of us. So the, here, okay, so here is a genuine, heartfelt shout out to someone that we can confirm has, you know, has passed. Across the Rainbow Road. Shout out to Professor Meowington's PhD. Well, I think that's cool because if you were a, a famous person, like going home to a pet who just likes you because you're person who gives food and and stuff like that. The cat does not know anything about streams. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't, doesn't care when your new album's coming out. Doesn't The cat doesn't care how many followers you have, unless those followers are little sardines. Okay. (laughs) They don't care. (laughs) They don't care what you're dropping next, unless it's a little bit of pilchards in salmon mouth on the kitchen floor. (laughs) Now that's the latest release from Dead Mouse that... Professor Mowrington's <laughs> is interested in, all right? So, and that's the case for all of us, not just famous people. We're just having a little, a little creature there that uh, that likes us for, yeah, pats and food. That's that's nice. So, shout out to um, to Dead Mouse. I hope you're doing well through tough times, and uh, and thank you for listening to this part of All Day Breakfast. We've still got a click fish to come. <laughs> Alex Stites and a debate was sparked on the internet thanks to a UK barrister uh, by the name of uh, Charlotte Proudman. Whoa, hang on. Whoa. People yes? disagreeing on the internet? What? <sighs> I know. Mm. You wouldn't believe what's happening in that place. <laughs> it used to be all video game codes and finding out the lyrics to Mo Money, Mo Problems, but nope. Now it's just filled with hate and rage. People getting very angry with Dr. Charlotte Proudman's suggestion that um, women should give their babies their surnames instead of the father's surname. Um, so in a heterosexual relationship, baby boys get the dad's last name, baby girls get the girl's last name. No, sorry. Just any, any baby. This uh, is, this is a quote. <clears throat> Dr. Proudman said a message to pregnant women, please give the baby your surname. You carried a baby for nine months, gave birth and will be responsible for that child for the rest of your life. 
when you're registering the baby, ask yourself, why is the father's surname more important than yours? Mm. All right. Bit of a conversation here, Bron. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you are, you know, not with a child. If you were to have a child, they're getting, they're getting your partner's name or your name. Do you um, think? I think we haven't really spoken about it, but I, I've kept my last name after I got married, but I mm. think I would give if I had kids, them Steve's last name, just for like ease of spelling and things like that. My last name is like a whole bunch of letters mushed together. It is a bit tricky. Hey, <laughs> it took me a few months to use your login to get into the system here, but I know how to spell it now. Kids it kids it adapt. Yeah. They're smarter than me. They could do that. I mean, I um, learned it, but <laughs> I mean it's it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one, interesting debate. I mean, I was sort of think I was sort of thinking about why guys do get the last name. I think, I mean, there probably is a lot of ego involved. Oh, patriarchy, mm. for sure. Yeah, but also <laughs> what I would say, what I would say in a, in a somewhat of an and, argument. And which was just, named after uh, General Pat Riarchy, who uh, was the first person um, to mansplain something. <laughs> so, so here's the thing, though. Well, I was Because I was trying to figure this out. I was feeling like, all right, well, one, okay, I don't know whether Dr. Proudman has, um, has any children, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously was a child once. So <laughs> <laughs> That much we know. <laughs> and actually changed their name from uh, their father's name to their mother's name. So Proudman is actually their mother's name. So oh, when they became, you know, strongly. old enough to change their own name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the flip over. But here's the thing. Well, I, so I don't know. I would su- I would suspect that almost almost no woman would ever have the ever well ever question have the ever ever have the question in their head is it mine right like that that is almost literally an impossible question do you know what I mean. <laughs> Sure, only in modern science and the world only of surrogacy. The, exactly. So only in so modern, purely modern science, there might have been an egg switch up in a <laughs> delivery thing. Then you'd be like, "Is it mine?" Mm. But like, mm. there's in, for like all of history, there would have been no. Is it? Is it definitely mine? Mm. <laughs> Whereas there would have been so many guys throughout the history that would have been like, "I don't know if it's mine." Most of them appearing on Maury Povich. <laughs> You say that. Do you know, I had a, I had a friend, dead set, had a friend um, who just knock on the door one day, nine-year-old there. Just with the his nine-year-old. Mom, uh, with a mum. With a mum being like, oh, this is your son. Said that in front of the son and Surely the Surely you do a person. phone call first. Oh, well, <laughs> she knocked on the door. I don't know if the son was there. Anyway, look, the point is, she's like, nine years later, hey, you, you've got a son. Damn. This is him. They had to do all the tests and everything. Mm. And it was like, so, and the, and and the dad, had, and it was, absolutely it was. Mm. And he was like, yep, yeah, there was a one night thing and she had been with someone at the time. So then you're, you're looking at situations where the, the dad has been looking after the, you know, is the dad of the kid, but it's not biologically the dad. And so complicated. Yeah, fatherhood is more than just genetics. It's more than just, po- but, but it's not, it's more than just Maury Povich. This happens. Mm. So, um, so my feeling would be that I think, I think the sort of, the father's surname was sort of like a, um, it was kind of like a, I would say it's like a promise or a pledge that this is definitely 
your child. Not not that you shouldn't, not that you wouldn't look after a child if it, if it didn't have your what name. You? It's that it's like a further committing to the coupledom. Do you know what I mean? Are you talking that, like hypothetically and historically here? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. I think that's like, I think that's part of the reason. Is it, or are you just guessing that back in the day? Oh, I would just. I'm just sort of guessing. It's sort of like that would be part of it. I don't think it's all 100% just like, oh, we're the guys and we want our name to be preserved. I think that there's like I a, think there was a lot of that. I think it's, oh, it's my maybe. heir and my phone and I am in the king of this particular household and all underlings should be of my name. Do you reckon though? I think so. I don't think they're sitting down and it's like, hey, babe, you know, I know I'm going to that and this is my commitment to you is that the babies <laughs> will have my name. When has that conversation ever happened? I just think that that's how it's part of it has evolved. I think it's an element to it. All right. So if you can find any evidence of that, maybe I'll be convinced. What about this? What about this theory? Mandatory paternity tests as soon as birth happens and then mother's name. And then let's start it. All right. So everyone's right. not trusting their partner. <laughs> I'm just saying that this. I think this is where it stemmed from. Well, you don't have to. The, you don't have to trust or not because it's just that's part of the the rate. You know, the regimen as it happens there. I reckon people have a conversation and go, "All right, what do you want?" I'm like, yeah, I think maybe it should be hyphenated. It's like, oh, maybe it, I'll just change your name. I had friends they got married. The dude took the girl's name. He's like, oh, I like your last name better. Like, I think generally it's a better one. We're gonna go with that's that. What, and the kids will be called that. Um, well, that's what Picasso did. Picasso's last name, as in Picasso, was actually his mother's name because the mother's name packed a little bit more status punch. Right. You know what I so mean? So he changed it to Picasso when he started becoming Picasso. Well, I think that he took it because his mum had like a more of a well-known name in the community. Like people, right. I think the Picasso family was a bit well-known. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I just thought it was something interesting. Now, all right, let's forget about it. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. It's, not going. It's, it's gone. It's gone to the place. It's been nine minutes yeah. and we've gone to the place. But yeah, my I got other friends. They had a baby. The middle name is the girl's last name. Last name is the boy's last name. Mm-hmm. I've I've got friends who did the combined, not to not the hyphen, the actual mooge. Of the two names. <laughs> Not officially as a mooge. <laughs> they did the name mooge. So, they they chopped off both of their, they did the first half of one's last name and the other half of the other last name and they did a little rat dog combination. Little Brangelina in last <laughs> yeah, name terms. Exactly. Well, I think, what about, I mean, these names all came from somewhere. Like Johnson, wasn't it? The son of John, mm. you know, and hills, you know, <laughs> people who lived in the hills, that kind of thing. What about naming your family about what after what you do or you're known for. Yes. You know, but they do it with suburbs, Petersham, Lewisham, which I'm assuming is Petersham and Lewis's ham. I don't actually know though. I've always well, just well, assumed I've always just assumed that there was old pig farms there and it's like, hey, this is Peter's ham. Hey, this is Lewis's ham. Don't go near me ham. Well, our last name is going to be mad at Alex talking crap. <laughs> talking crap. That's what he does. He's daddy talking oh, crap all the time. What? What's your name, son? <laughs> hey, my name's Bobby talking crap. Oh, I remember your pop. Oh, hey, talk so much crap, son. I remember one day put on the podcast. 
Left four days later with shit running out my ears, Lonnie. Oh, those were their dark days. <laughs> anyway, shall we move on? We've got more crap to talk. Well, producer Bron joining us in the studio, and I think I know what you what articles you've been clicking on over the weekend, Bron. Which a certain uh, huh. coach of a certain uh, eliminated team from the World Cup. I forgot I sent you guys that message. <laughs> oh this wow! Morning. Yeah, followed up by tomorrow might be a tough one for me. Um, and wh- how did you fare yesterday, Bron? On Saturday night? It was... On Sunday morning, how did you fare? Oh, I woke up a bit dusty. Well, that yeah. was it. That was a great, great game, as we mentioned. Incredible fun. But um, the French coach, coach tickled your fancy because I saw one person refer to him as a Bond villain, uh, but you thought he was a bit uh, <laughs> bit more... I, I just... A Bondage villain. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Okay, I don't know. I don't, don't know. Anyway... <laughs> He was great. The Tillies were great. I think I understand sport now. Mm. Like, I've never felt before, like, you know that when people cheer, like, at the end of a game, I've, like, I thought people were putting that on a bit. <laughs> and, mm. and when they <laughs> won, I, like, got up. It was, like, a few drinks in, but I just, like, felt I just mm. elated. And I was, like... Mate, this is sport. I get it. Yeah. I had like an epiphany. <laughs> That's it. Well, we That's so good. Wednesday night versus England to see the result of that. But um, I'll be there. enough of the thing that's, you know, important and people are caring about at the moment. What are the rubbish things that are uh, that are trying to get through the, the gaps in Matilda's news, Bron? So this is from news.com. Headline, Gen Z thinks this selfish in-flight act is acceptable. Is oh. acceptable. Yes. Hmm. Okay. What would be a selfish... Oh, okay. What about putting putting your arms on the armrests? This isn't it, If no. you're not in the middle. Is that it? No. What about you're letting your long hair drape over the top of the seat so it goes in front of the screen of the person behind you trying to watch a movie? Ooh, gross. Oh, I know what it would be. <laughs> no. I know what it is. I know what it is. Putting your seat back. No. Nah. Oh, what? But I do agree that's annoying. Yeah. That is so annoying, but I'm, oh, I'm I'm always torn about how I feel about that. It annoys me knowing, especially domestic flight. I'm like, really? Yeah. An hour? The short flights. Mm. you got to keep the seat Just up. Just stop it. But then, you know, you never know what people are going through. Someone's <laughs> like, I've got terribly bad sciatic nerve pain. <laughs> I need to relieve it any way I can. It's like, oh, okay, sure, you and your sciatica, fine. <laughs> you know, then wear a badge and let us know so I'm not going to get angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, uh, In-flight act, Bron. I, is, I don't know. What is it? It's keeping the window up on a red-eye flight when everybody's trying to sleep and they're letting the sun in. Gen Z thinks that's okay. Somebody posted on TikTok, who I'm assuming is millennial or older, um, with a song saying, like, you're an arsehole. Um, and, yeah, Gen Z was like, this is actually fine. You're allowed to do whatever you want on a plane. I want to look outside the window. If you don't like it, what are you doing? Wear an eye mask. Yeah. You really want to sleep, wear an eye mask. Otherwise, it's the person who's on the window gets to do whatever the hell they want with that window. 
That's part of being the window seat person. Some people get a bit drunk on power in the window seat. (laughs) No. (laughs) If you're there, you're allowed to do it. Have it up, have it down, have it whatever you want. It's not. It's your world. But with certain power comes certain responsibility. One, just do your best to hold it in. You know, one, once a trip, sure, go to the bathroom. We've all been stuck in the window and needed to go, hi, oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah I'm going to have to jump out. Been there before two times. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> once and once only. Well, again, you don't know. People, okay, here's the thing. People have different medical requirements when it comes to bathrooms. That's fine. But I also oh, think well. if that's the case, you should be requesting yep. a an aisle seat, okay? Yeah. And what about, because at sunrise, things can get pretty rough for that sun coming through that Especially like window. four o'clock in the morning and yeah. it's like beaming through, like absolutely beaming. But still, I tell you what, it's safer. Can't see a fire on the wing with the plate, with the thing down, can you? Hey, are you worried about being tired? Tell you what, you'll be tired in bloody hell, <laughs> won't you? <laughs> I if think the you've plane got crashes. enough time if the plane's going down to lift the window. Surely. Nah, if you're on the window, do whatever the hell you want. If if you're lucky enough to sleep on a plane, to get even one hour of sleep on a plane, then good on you. All right, I'll ask you this. The person on the window, very heavy sleeper, lying down, asleep. Person on the aisle, is it appropriate to lean over and lower the window whilst the window person is sleeping? If it's quite an annoying light. Oh, my God. I'd feel so violated if I woke up <laughs> and someone other than a flight attendant had just had closed or opened my window. Mm. Oh, no, I don't I don't feel comfortable about that at all. So uh, anyways, what I'm I'm a, I'm a Gen Z. I'm young. I'm young. I'm cool, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Bron. Is there anything else um, that you wanted to uh, debunk? Um, No, but did I tell you about this? like unhinged Spanish reality TV show I watched over the weekend. Oh. <laughs> I feel um, like you'd like it, Matt. No, senorita. Why? <laughs> what is it? It's called Deep Fake Love, where they put these people go into a house, they separate the couples that have been together for like five years, nine years, like been together a long time. They split them up, put them in a house full of singles. Then they show the, the other person in the couple videos of what's going on and they like are cheating on each other, they're like kissing other people, but some of them can be deep fake videos. So they don't know whether their partner's actually cheating on them or whether they're not. And it just is so wait. So the like, partner sits and watches their partner cheat. They've got to think whether they are actually cheating yeah. or whether it's computer generated deep fake cheating. Yes. In what world <laughs> is this? <laughs> A good experience I don't for anybody. Know. It, it surely can't be ethical, and it's probably not good Do for their know, mental health. This is why I'm like, because there is a genuine concern in the writers' world and the acting world <laughs> that AI, deep fakes, they're ruining. I mean, you know, there's authors from WA. What happened to good, old, honest, oh. human cheating, Bron? <laughs> there's, there's an author in, in WA, Holden Shepard. He's working really hard to, you know, communicate the, the situation that writers are facing where AI bots are just... Dripping. They're just like going through every written work possible, just well, just consuming. Going, is is watching stripping, cheating, you know, there's a to gray area out, there. To pump oh. out <laughs> fake versions of people's books, to talk in people's voices, all that. It's a very big concern. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, oh, AI is going to take over humans. AI is going to be the end of humanity. No, no. Let's just use AI to show 
your partner giving someone else a reach around and see how you feel about it. That's basically where we're at. Mm-hmm. I think the robots the perfect... have already won. They've already won. <laughs> I think that's the perfect <laughs> position to end. <laughs> um, so to speak, this episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Bron, thank you very much for coming in once again. Thank you. And thank you for listening to us. Uh, hopefully you do it every day. And if you don't, you can. We are back here tomorrow, same time, same place. Episodes launch at 5 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. So jump on wherever you get your potties. And give us a listen. Catch you later. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.